WVUAFM, Tuscaloosa. Hello, everybody. This is WVUA 90.7 FM, the Capstone, and welcome to episode number 47, Andre Kirilenko of the Full Court Press Podcast. My name is Jamie Martinez, and I'm joined by Alex Chasen and Nick Atkinson. To stay up to date, make sure to follow us on Instagram at fcppodcast underscore UA. With that being said, let's get into it. A quick plug for the Instagram real quick. We are starting a new thing Monday through Friday, our questions of the day. Go check out today's question of the day because it's a great thing. We're trying to get some more interactions with you yeah. guys here, our listeners, and not just post stuff and not really learn what you guys are thinking about NBA current day news. So go check it out. Questions of the day posted Monday through Friday. Once the season starts, we'll start back up our marquee matchups and all that fun stuff. But for right now, and we'll continue it throughout the season, Monday through Friday, questions of the day. And if you have any questions of the day, send it to our DM. You just heard the Instagram, at Podcast underscore UA. Because I'm going to be honest. The questions, they'll thin out quick because there's only so many things you can ask. So if you have any pressing questions for the listeners and you want want it to be answered, send it, direct message it to, well, that was was an old term, DM it. Yeah, old man. Oh, yeah, yeah. DM it to our Instagram. I mean, you are like 30 years old. Right, exactly. So let's jump right into the show. After a hot start, Team USA flops in the 2023 FIBA World Cup. They finished without a medal. They didn't get gold. They didn't even get silver, and they couldn't even scrape bronze off the floor. They are going home with nothing. This is their second straight FIBA World Cup coming in fourth place. Disgusting. And it's also the first time ever to finish with two straight losses because they were lined up to win some medal. Maybe not gold, but they were lined up to win silver or bronze, but they finished with two straight losses, and they fell all the way down to fourth place. Of course, they still qualified for the Olympics, But Germany, they came out on top, beat the USA. They got the gold medal. Dennis Schroeder popped off. Second place, winning the silver, Serbia. Third place, getting the bronze, SGA. Not SGA, Dylan Brooks. Beautiful country of Canada. And then fourth place, that's where the United States sat. So my question is, what is up with USA basketball? And on top of that, what were some performances that you – like from overall, maybe not just USA, but other countries as well. Well, I think that I heard a lot of questions about Steve Kerr and his rotations. I know a lot of people weren't a fan of that. Uh, I'll tell you right now, one problem that, uh, or one guy that was not the problem, should I say, was Anthony Edwards. He was on a a tear throughout the entire thing, coming off of the bench, just dominating. Uh, week after week, game after game, and they still couldn't get it done. Macau Bridges went out and had a few good performances. He had that crazy buzzer beater descended to overtime against Canada, where they eventually fell flat. But, I mean, Bridges did all right. Anthony Edwards was amazing. But again, I'm not sure what it is with the U.S. because they had an all-star team and they couldn't get it done against Dennis Schroeder. So, I'm not sure. I don't know if I'd call that an all-star team, honestly, my opinion. I think it's much role players. It's a C team. Yeah. I mean. Brunson. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's the worst team that we probably ever had, ever. Probably. Yeah. Uh, one thing I love is that Germany, for example, the team that won the gold, it was their first time ever winning a gold medal in the FIBA World Cup, so congratulations, led by Dennis Schroeder. But there's Isaac Banga, former NBA oh, player, yeah. 
But then after that, for current NBA players, you got Franz Wagner, Daniel East. Tice, Mo Wagner, Dennis Schroeder, like I've mentioned a few times today, and that is it. Other than that, everyone else on this Germany roster plays overseas. And the fa- same thing goes for Serbia. They have a few current NBA players. Canada probably had the most current-day NBA players besides, obviously, Team USA having all current NBA players. But after that, it's a very short list, and it shows how strong the world game is getting and how much better they're getting as you see guys like Luka, Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, all playing for other countries. They're all on other countries, and when the Olympics happen next summer, they're going to be all in their other countries, and some of them even play together, like Rudy Gobert and Embiid. They, all, they both represent France. Even though Embiid is not from France, he's from a country Cameroon, in Africa, yeah. Cameroon, I believe he represents France because he has citizenship there. Point being, it's going to be a very, very interesting Olympics, but some NBA players were very upset about the FIBA World Cup performance. Noah Lyles, this is your fault. Right. Very, very upset. Who? Noah Lyles, the track, the he's the one USA that said uh, the U.S. was going to come out of world, the world champions. He's like, world champions? Trey Lyles? No, no uh, Noah Lyles, some track runner. He's a USA track runner in the Olympics. He was hating on the U.S. for saying they're like the world champs. And they're like, world champs of what? The U.S.? Yeah. And so he was hating on the U.S. super hard. But with that said, will the Team USA Avengers assemble? Yes. Per every major news media outlet lebron james plans to commit to team usa for next summer in paris and it's not just king james we got stephen curry kevin durant ad jason tatum along with draymond green and separately phoenix suns devin booker Portland's Damian Lillard, Sacramento and Jamie's De'Aaron Fox, mm-hmm. and even Dallas's very own Kyrie Irving are also seriously interested in joining Team USA. Nick, will this beat out the dream team no. of Magic, Larry, and Joe? No. 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 That's, no. Not good, that's not good enough talent at all. It's not the dream team. That's not even better than the redeem team. Are you crazy? I mean, they have Jason. The yes, I do. I watched that whole documentary. Kobe and LeBron is single-handedly better than anybody. And Dwayne Wade. I'm just saying them two. Kobe yeah. is miles better than uh Curry. But from 1 to 13, this is the best roster. No, I don't think Yes. That. I'm taking Christian Leitner. That, the 2012 team was also better. They had prime Chris Paul, prime uh, Westbrook. They had LeBron, Dwight KD, Howard, Dwight Howard. Darren Williams. D- Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have prime Tatum. You got prime Devin Booker, prime Dame, I mean, prime De'Aaron Fox, prime, De'Aaron Fox. That's prime a big Kyrie. one. I don't know. They're not better than that team. Not not one of those players you just said are better than any other one. But all of them combined, all the other players combined, I think are better. But still, nonetheless, I think this team that they're going to assemble right now it'll be will it'll be, win the it'll, it'll win, win the but gold it's medal. Not better it's going to sweep the redeem the team or the dream team. Obviously not the dream team. I was just throwing that out there to really just see what you're going to say. Yeah. But the redeem team, we'll see what happens. But the point is. All these guys are assembling together, and we have not seen that in such a long time. This will be LeBron, KD, and Curry's last dance, so to speak, especially in the Olympics. And then you got the young guys like Tatum, De'Aaron Fox, Booker, really going to grow, and eventually this will be their Team USA. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's, about a, time. it's pretty guard heavy. I think they got to get get some more forwards. Well, in there's there. no, we don't. The U, United States doesn't produce. Did Jalen Brown out there? Any, bi- any bigs? Anybody. Yeah, not we don't have any bigs. We have Nick Claxton. Him and Aiton and AD are the three best. I don't even think American. Aiton's American. No, yeah, he's not. He's, he's Dominican. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and AD will be injured. So probably. You know, I mean, 
it'll probably be Draymond Green and and Kevon Looney and <laughs> they get some oh Mason Plumley yeah you know oh him, yeah. that's a big deal uh, Mark Williams mm-hmm. in all seriousness all seriousness though it's just crazy how like one second after the USA just falls apart. They're like, we're pissed, and we're just going to assemble the one of the best. Because it's definitely one of the best USA teams ever. Yeah. One of the best. They're just going to assemble that right there. It's going to be fire. What's that starting five? I, get, I think it might be those top names you see there. Curry. Curry. And you could play Tatum, Tatum. LeBron, KD, and AD. AD, right? Mm-hmm. They get off the bench. You'd have Draymond, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, Kyrie, and I'm sure others would tag along. I'm sure Jalen Brown would tag along. Maybe B.I. He did it, he did it before. Uh, definitely very good. Get Anthony de- Edwards back. Definitely. Uh, he would sure. be better than any of the guys that would come off the bench. What? Probably. He's better Who than... Who is he not better than that you just made on the bench, in your opinion? He's only... He is right now... He's better than Dame, for sure. No, he's not. For sure. No, he's not. He is. Stop well, it. Stop. No, he's not. Stop. Yes, he no, is. Fight, fight. Stop. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's Get not. into it. Yes, Get into it. it. Mid, but, okay, I'll give you this. By the end of the season, uh, I might be able to lean towards you. But as of right now, it's not... No, it's not. Look at the teams that they is had. Damian, and is Damian, did Damian, Damian Lillard just not average 30-plus points per game? And missed the play-in by And was Who the 13 seed? The 13th seed? <laughs> Anthony Edwards has never even been the 13th seed. Who cares? Seed. He's made the play-in every point. year of his Individually. Career. You're talking about individual talent. We're not talking about a team. Yes, he's way better than him. I've enjoyed this. He's no, better, he's not. Better mid-range shooter, better defender, better dry, uh, you just, what's it called? More you, can, you cannot athletic. say he's a better shooter in any facet of the world. He's a better mid-range shooter. No, he's not. Damian Lillard is not a mid-range shooter. He can make any shot he wants. No, he can't. Stop it. He's overrated. No, he's insanely overrated. He is. <laughs> Somebody get Westbrook on this U.S. team. We're not even talking about Westbrook. <laughs> right now, yeah, again, I will it. completely agree with you that Anthony Edwards has a very high chance of being better than Damian Lillard, if not by the All-Star break, by the end of the next season. But as of right now, no, no, no. You're gonna. Everybody is going to see the true Damian Lillard whenever he goes to a team with more than just himself. Just like what happened with Harden, just what, what happened with even Westbrook. They're not half as good whenever they're not on a team by themselves. But that's not the point. We're talking about individual. Yeah, individually, he's going to average 19 and, and well, 8. Because he, he has more to spread the love. And, miss just, the, and probably miss the plan. He's not going to miss the plan with, with the heat. heat. With who's coming off the bench? Because they're not going to have anybody. They did lose Gabe Vincent. Yeah. I mean, Don't get me wrong. Poor. No, no. Right now, the Heat by themselves, I don't think they're going to be amazing because they did lose a lot this offseason with Struess and Gabe Vincent. But if you get Damian Lillard, your starting lineup will be Dame. Jimmy Butler, this is not in any order, but Dame, Jimmy Butler, you got still Cody got Bam, Martin, probably Cody Martin because they don't want to trade him. Bam and uh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love's old, uh, washed. Cody Martin, he's cool. Then off the bench, you have the most overpaid player. Their in bench the NBA, is definitely lacking. Their bench is definitely. You'd have lacking. to trade Hero. You'd have to trade Kyle Lowry. I mean, going back to your original point, though, I would say he's only better than. I'm take, I'm sorry. I take him over Dan Fox. No, no, no. I would say no, 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 no. Right now, I would say he's only better than Kyrie, but it's by a slim margin because I believe offensively, I'm taking Kyrie still. I, and I would Jalen Brown. I would say is better than Ant for right this second, but but no, but I don't think Jalen Brown's better than Damian Lillard. I would take him over Damian Lillard on my team. If I'm starting a team in 2023, I'm if I'm starting a team, I'm talking about right today. Who do I want? It's Damian Lillard. <laughs> I don't know about all that. He's I mean he's, he's still just, averaging. I, though, but I, missing the playoffs. I remember one of our first podcasts, I was completely agreeing with you, hating on Damian Lillard a year ago, this point last year. But this season, but this he, past season, he was still averaging 30-plus points per game. Missing the play-in, though. I don't care. We're talking about Team USA. He did have some talent with him. But it's, it's, um, it matters what you can do with success. It matters what you can do with— What has Anthony Edwards done? Made the playoffs. Okay. 
Damian Lillard has been to the has and been to the Western Conference Finals. Um, well, you know he's only 22 years old. Right. So. Again, <laughs> they, yeah, okay, okay, you know right. Dave's 33 years old. <laughs> right. So. Right. Right. It All took right. Dave a long time. Yeah, to the it Western did. Conference yeah. Finals. Been there twice. Twice. Because of CJ McCollum. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's been there twice. I think it's once. I'm pretty sure. Because. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm we'll pretty sure. Yeah, let's move we'll on. move on. And I'm not completely disagreeing with you, but as of today, who do I want taking yeah, my last shot? Andre Iguodala. No, no, it's Damian Lillard. I think I'll take De'Aaron Fox taking my last shot, right? Amen. Mr. Clutch. Yeah. Clutch man of the year. We'll move on because we ain't going <laughs> to agree. Is there trouble? Uh-oh. Kawhi and Braun aren't going to like this one. That was the way I worded it. Under current discussions among teams... The league is going to be voting this week, sometime this week, on a new policy that a team is unable to rest two star players in the same game. Many league discussions over the past one or two years have centered around stars playing more, curbing, as everyone knows, load management. Jamie or Nick, whoever wants to go first, what is your take on the NBA finally doing something about players sitting out? And I specifically said Kawhi and LeBron because they abuse it the most. Yeah, I think this was absolutely necessary just because the NBA, it's all about ratings. You got to bring in as much eyes as possible. And especially when you have two LA teams with the biggest problem of load management that we've ever seen between Kawhi, LeBron, and even Paul George at some points. It's just, this was absolutely necessary. We had to get these guys on the floor. Everybody needs their superstars. And I don't get why you're load managing so often when you're trying to win games. Because Kawhi Leonard's, he rarely ever plays. It's, it's well, almost, he has been recovering a lot lately. It's, it's almost like a treat to see Kawhi Leonard play. Because it doesn't happen often, yeah. ever. And so now we're actually going to be able to see Paul George, Kawhi Leonard hit the floor. Well, it hasn't they been voted on yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I'm played just 13 total games together last season. Exactly. So that cannot be Paul happening. Paul George and Kawhi. And when they did play together, they scored 169 they points were like and the still best lost. Team, one of the series with best Westbrook teams in the NBA, yeah. Mm-hmm. With what, like that Clippers team is going to be so much more fun to watch now that they're actually going to be on the floor together. Well, it's just going to be dependent on staying healthy, obviously. Um, but again, when you have two stars, at least play one of them. I mean, come on. I yeah. think this was much. It's needed. one thing if there's real injuries, and obviously uh, that's well documented, and that won't be an issue. Yeah. But if you're just sitting out to sit out, come on. What do you think, Nick? Uh, do you like I mean, this I don't idea? Like, I don't like it, you know. And I, and especially people that like players that play like play a lot of games, they're not gonna fans that want, like to watch those type of players. Even casual fans, like somebody that, you know, oh, they knew Kawhi won the title in 2019, but they haven't. He hasn't played more than probably 35 games since that season. So I mean, I always dislike the whole load management thing. He started that with the Spurs whenever uh, he got injured and just didn't want to come back. So. I don't know. I think it's – I don't like it at all. But I'm happy that uh, they're making it come back. I'm making that rule happen because it's just – I mean, you know, somebody that can't afford to go to a game, but they finally get tickets to go to a game, and specifically the Clippers or the Lakers, and then LeBron isn't playing or mm-hmm. Kawhi isn't playing. So Now, I somewhat do understand LeBron. He's almost – I mean, he's 40 years he's old. Gonna be on, yeah, he's almost sense. 40 years yeah. old. Kawhi's 32. Yeah. And he's only playing like 30 games a year. I do think at this point, since he's been in and out so much since that Toronto year, I think there is under... I mean, he just... He, he tore his... What, he tears meniscus? He tore his meniscus. So it's there's so definitely good. some underlying issues there. But he's had all summer to rehabilitate. So if he doesn't mm-hmm. play more than 50 games this season, I mean, it's just time to, you know... Maybe hang time up. to hang it up. Yeah, seriously. Him and Kyrie. It's, 
Kyrie another one, but he's had more suspension or just time off issues yeah. from being doing dumb things. But definitely interesting. I think this is coming into play now because they're trying to really boost their audience for the in-season tournament. So I think they've already got – I don't know this. I haven't heard this. I'm just assuming. I think they've already got some backlash from the players of having to do this in-season tournament and having to, like, really force to try that the league is trying to curve that by creating these penalties and creating these new rules. They're going to vote on it this week. I'm assuming it's going to go through to then the players ha- actually have to play and they can't load manage for this in-season tournament and it can actually be something worth watching for non-NBA lovers. Yeah, exactly. What do you guys think on that? Yeah, I think this new in-season tournament will benefit especially when it comes to load management, yeah. giving them the like opportunity to win and the uh, the incentive to win alongside with the money and all that. So I think that was a really good idea alongside this new rule just to curve load management and kind of get it out of the game because I really like Nick's point in saying for the casual fan who can barely like just got to afford tickets to their first game and not being able to see their favorite player. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a pretty big deal and I'm I'm happy it's happening. Almost 1 year ago today, It was around early October, so not quite one year ago. We had a discussion about Kevin Porter Jr. getting a very unique contract. Oh, yeah, that was last year. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, he he signed a very unique contract. Jamie can dive into a little bit more because he's a football guy, but it was almost a very football-like contract where it wasn't fully guaranteed. Now, Jamie, if you want to explain how most football contracts work, it will give the audience a better understanding of what this Kevin Porter Jr. contract is like because it is one of the most unique contracts in NBA terms, but it happens a lot in the NFL. Yeah, so NFL, you have a lot of incentive-based contracts, and that's kind of what Kevin Porter Jr. got. Uh, His was for kind of different reasons. And his incentives were much different than the NFL. And like in the NFL, your a good portion of your money is coming through incentives. Like, um, take for example, New York Jets safety Jordan Whitehead, who just had three interceptions uh, yesterday against Josh Allen and the Bills. In his contract, he had an incentive that said if he gets three interceptions throughout the entire season, he will be paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And he collected all three of those interceptions just yesterday in that one game. So he's going to collect all of that money throughout. Just just for one game. And so Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be, you know, it, it's very different. It's just something you don't see in the NBA. Well, that contract's probably, he'll probably get bought out or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> His incentive is because he's not a very good guy. No. His incentives were just because he has, he has had attitude problems ever since he came into the NBA, even before the NBA. I think he went to USC. Yeah, he did. He, even starting back then. He's always been kind of a locker room issue or just outside in the real real world issues. And it's back here again. Rockets Kevin Porter Jr. charged with assault and strangulation. Houston Rockets guard Kevin Porter Jr. was arrested and charged with assault and strangulation after an incident at a New York hotel Monday morning. A New York City police spokesperson said, I'm just reading an ESPN article. Um, by Tim McCone, if you're wondering where to go read this afterwards. But police responded to a 911 call reporting an assault at 6.45 a.m. and arrested Porter, and it just gets worse from there. What did you say his name was? Tim McCone. It's McMahon. That says McCone. That's definitely McMahon. (laughs) M-A-C... M A H O N. I'm just saying because Vince McMahon is Vince McMahon's name is spelled like that. So yeah. Well, it's definitely McCone. I don't know, man. Nick Moan? Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. It don't really matter. The incident involved Porter's girlfriend, a former WNBA player. I don't know what her name is. It doesn't really matter because it's just terrible. You shouldn't be doing that anyways. No one needs to explain that. Question of the day is, is his career over? Yeah. No, I wouldn't say it's over, but, like, that contract's definitely going to get unguaranteed, and then it'll take – it'll kind of be the same thing that happened with, like – 
what's his face? Uh, Josh Primo. He'll he'll be out of the league for for this season for sure. It's just crazy because someone with such great talent. I mean, not all star talent, but definitely coming to the league. I thought he was gonna be better than what he is. Yeah. Oh, but the, I mean, the positive thing is is they have they have Van Vliet and uh, Amen Thompson. So. You know, I mean, he was going to get pushed out of the rotation anyway, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. It just sucks to see someone with so much talent. Like, raw raw ability athletically, he was jumping out the gym. Yeah. You see his high school tape? Uh, no, I believe no, KPJ but, um, was the one that had that dunk that he just absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was him. Exactly. Yeah. It's rated, it's rated as like the greatest posterized dunk in high, in, school. Uh, high school history. Yeah. He just completely yams on that one guy. Yeah. yeah I know what you're talking about. You, uh, you saw John Wall play in high school. Yeah, that definitely happened. Yeah, it was it was absolutely insane. One of the greatest experiences of my life. Right. Moving on, Trey Murphy the third went under the knife to repair a slightly torn left meniscus and is expected to miss ten to twelve weeks. And that timeline could change based on faster recovery, longer lasting effects, whatever it may be. This is a big hit for a Pelicans team that looks to try to actually turn into something. They want Zion to be healthy coming into the year. They want B.I. to be healthy. They want C.J. McCollum to continue playing at a relatively high level as he's only getting older. And they have another question mark with Trey Murphy, who had a great season last year, kind of took Zion's spot a little bit. Yeah. Took Zion's spot a little bit, kind of just popped up out of nowhere because of Zion's absence, because of B.I.'s absence. And he kind of made a name for himself in this Pelicans rotation. And now he's out for the first 10 to 12 weeks, if not more, maybe less. We'll see. It's a big hit. It is a big hit for a team that's trying to really find their identity really quickly this season. Yeah, I mean, for such a young guy like Trey Murphy, who was a rising star, uh, phenomenal shooter, uh, extremely athletic garden forward, took Zion's spot relatively for the time he missed. That's just such a big big piece you're losing if you're the Pelicans, who are assumingly trying to contend, even without Zion. I think they have a, a decent roster uh, with McCollum and Ingram and all them, but this is a huge hit, and I'm not sure how they're going to go about managing I mean, if, this. No, because, I mean, they, so if, if Zion's healthy and B.I., yeah, they, they won't worry, they won't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, but it's that's not, such a big question mark. It is a question mark. That's why, that's why it's worth talking about. But if Zion and B.I. are healthy and C.J. plays at the level we know he can be, then they're not going to miss Trey Murphy at all. Yeah, and still Jordan, got Herb. And Jordan Hawkins, who I like a lot. He's mm-hmm. 6'5". He's the best shooter in the draft. So mm, Greedy Dick. Them two, yeah. Them yeah. two, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, they'll be fine. I'm not too concerned as long as Zion's healthy. It's them. just always been such a big question mark that it becomes a concern when a key role player is out for 12 weeks because you don't even know if your actual starter is going to be healthy. And if your starter's not healthy and your role player's not healthy, well, you got to pull up the G League. And that's yeah. never a good option. We can just start playing Kyra Lewis Jr. a lot. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. The Lakers, in my opinion, continue to have the best offseason and I hate to say it as a Celtics fan, but I'm not afraid to admit it because I love the NBA and I'm going to talk about it. The Lakers continue to have the best offseason, and they add Christian Wood, who I think was a surprise for everyone who wasn't signed to any team by September 5th. This happened literally last week when we did our last podcast. But Wood has agreed on a two-year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. The second year is a player option, which he'll most likely deny because if he balls out this year, he'll get paid next offseason. But this is like a prove-it year for Christian Wood. One of the best shooters at the big man position. Fantastic option for the Lakers, who need all the shooting they can get around LeBron and AD to pass it out and make some shots. But also, this allows Anthony Davis, I know we're talking about load management and that new rule might come into play, but if AD actually does get hurt and needs to be out for an extensive period of time, Christian Wood is a fantastic 
big man, not an every night starter, but someone you can throw in there if AD is out. What do you guys think about this? And also just the overall offseason for the Lakers, because we didn't do, you know, this is our second podcast back. We can talk about the Lakers offseason as well. Yeah, I think they had the best offseason. It's not even close. Nobody else really, as far as other teams that made signings, nobody else did anything really close to that. Um, like, nothing really comes to mind at all. The the Rockets had an okay. A, they actually had a pretty decent. But they're uh, not going to be contending. Yeah, but they'll, they'll probably be close. I don't even think they'll be lucky to be a playing team, in my opinion. But, um, you know, the Lakers, though, they'll, they'll be a top three seed easily. Especially, I, I have a good feeling about LeBron being healthy this season. Um, Anthony Davis, that's always a concern. But like you were saying with Christian Wood, I mean, he'll go out there. With him being as good of a shooter as he is, he'll play, a, like, really good besides beside LeBron. And, um... Also having D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, and Jay did perfect. Vanderbilt. This is this is the perfect team to put around. Two, you know, ball dominant inside. You know, not amazing three point shooters. So I think this is a perfect team. Yeah, uh, the addition of Christian Wood was phenomenal. It takes a lot of the pressure off of Anthony Davis, uh, so you actually can load manage load manage him if you have to, and have a guy like Christian Wood who can come in and start immediately, a guy who's a veteran who could shoot just as good as Anthony Davis can. So I think it's a – I'd say better. He could probably, shoot better than yeah, he, He's not really a good shooter. No. Christian Wood, because I talked about this in one of my YouTube videos I made last week talking yeah. about this trade. Now this trade, this signing. Christian Wood was ranked in the top four for big man in – three-point percentage. Yeah. I believe it was Vucevic. Probably Cat. Marketing. Now, it wasn't Cat. It was Vucevic, Marketing, someone else, and then Christian Wood. Yeah, surprisingly. Miles Turner. Ooh, that's no, it wasn't Miles Turner. It was someone kind of surprised. Oh, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, I was going to say Valentinus. Yeah, so it went, it was, I, I don't know the exact order, but it was Vucevic, Triple J, Marketing, and Wood. Top four three-point shooters. Six foot ten or taller. Yeah. That's what it was. Six foot ten or taller. And that's great addition yeah huge Lakers. addition and then you also add in Gabe Vincent uh, who's going to stretch the floor at that guard position uh, it, they had a so phenomenal offseason as a Kings fan I hate to admit it but the Lakers are going to be very good this year I forgot about what did you say why? Gabe Vincent I forgot about him why do you hate that as a Kings fan I just hate the Lakers man why? I hate everything about them all of it why because we got we got screwed in 2002 I don't think I agree with that I, I can't sleep at night. I think about how Mike Baby should have a ring right now. I don't. I don't think I agree with you on the, well, that. You guys got screwed out. No. Of, because I played the Kobe challenges on uh-huh. 2K and that, yeah. they just didn't show that at all. Yeah. No, they didn't and, and, show Tom no, no, and Tim no. Donahue. I mean, no, dead seriously though, like they might have had a little bit of bias, but I don't know. You think that they seriously rigged it in the league? Yes. The dude admitted it. He got fired and everything. There was a whole ESPN documentary about it. Just like the dude that rigged the Celtics games. Who was that? What's his name? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The ref, the What's big Celtics fan. Uh, Mark Lewis. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Whatever his name Something is. Lewis. His wife is a huge Celtics yeah, the fan. Yeah, he'll like, defend him on Twitter and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> he has the burner accounts yeah, and everything. Yeah. No, it's not even burner. He forgot to change his yeah. burner. He was doing it on his regular account. That's crazy. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think this this signing is really good for them. And though and as as the season progresses and the buyout market it starts to open up, you know, a bunch of players are going to want to go there. Phoenix, Milwaukee, those are usually the top 3 teams yeah. that buyout players want to go to. Golden State. What do you again, this will be a podcast in the next week or so, but where do you see the Lakers finishing in the West top 3? 15. Top 3. Top 3. I'm just going to ignore Jamie for saying I'll, I'll say like Watch, he's going to say some crazy, something like top eight or something. He's going to say like I, eight. I'll say like five or six. That's crazy. 
I'll say five or they're six. Gonna, they're the gonna is, steam through everybody they play. Again, they, they could be I'm but health saying, is health is a exactly. if LeBron if AD doesn't play and LeBron plays, they'll be the best team that I'm just saying it nuggets. really depends on Anthony Davis's health. I, I they don't can know. win games without AD. They got so much depth now. They don't need him. Yeah. We'll see. Like we'll see. they just they add, they still have Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura. They've added Gabe Vincent. Just talking about some Christian guard. Wood. I mean, is really good. I mean, they got has, Cam Reddish. We didn't even Torian Prince. Cam Reddish hasn't done anything. Ever. I know, but just defensively, Torian Prince. So, I like Torian. They Brandt. are so deep. Seventeen points and seven rebounds for most. I mean, Christian Wood could dead seriously win the Sixth Man of the Year. Uh, you know, I think that that'll be <clears> that's <throat> gonna. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, maybe in 2K. But, uh, you know, Christian Wood, that's like a, a really big signing for them as far as Anthony Davis. Like, I think that might have been the main reason why, even though he really didn't get paid nothing. but He didn't. You know, it's I, like a prove-it contract because hopefully he can ball out this year and get paid next offseason. No, that, the Lakers probably don't hope that he balls out. They hope he probably, you know, puts up like 10 points per, but they don't want him to, like, yeah. be so good to the point where he leaves, mm-hmm. you know. But they might have some player uh, – you. Uh, some restricted rights on him, or bird bird rights, something like that. Um, but, yeah. An old head is heading back to the 76ers. Free agent Danny Green has agreed to a one-year deal heading back to the city of brotherly love. I know, Nick, you're not a Sixers fan anymore, but I'm still no. just used to tossing it to you, so I'm going to toss it to you. How does Danny Green fit into this broken team, and can he still even play? I mean, he's a great player, but, uh, you know, as far as that dysfunctional franchise goes, I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll see if, if they're even on the ground running by the time the season starts. So, I just can't see Harden ever playing in a 76ers jersey again. No, he's not. He He's going to pull out the fat suit. He's going to mm-hmm. – and then they won't let him play, and then he'll go play in China for a season and average 70 yeah, points clutch. per. <laughs> he's not clutch. That would be awesome if he went to China. He'd average 80. The Sixers aren't going to do him wrong like that if, if they have to pull that thing, the the you can't play in the yeah, league. They do they're, they're not going to do it. in like the last that. year of his Because Daryl Morey lied. Like, he actually did lie. He is, you know, he can't do that. Like, no. Yeah. Danny Green, you know, that's that's that is a signing, all right. I'm not sure how big of a contributor he's going to be to the you Sixers. You wanted him on the Kings, uh, for a little bit when uh, De'Aaron Fox wasn't looking as good of a shooter as he was, but he he's a good enough shooter now. And then we got you know Harrison Kevin Barnes. Herter, yeah. oh yeah, Harrison Barnes. He's not a bad, He's not even that bad of a no, shooter. No, he's not. Oh, yeah. And then Malik Monk is a phenomenal shooter. He really he really you know got his game going this Improved, year. Improved, yeah. Yeah, so I mean we don't need him, but I think he's a decent signing for the Sixers. Uh, especially if James Harden doesn't work out. I mean, it's a good rotational piece, I guess. He's not obviously not a replacement for a James Harden, but he's a good vet. I can't lie. A vet for a team that's just falling apart. Yeah. Another guy, you know, another old head, but he's heading home. Tristan Thompson, Mr. ESPN himself, is getting off the TV mic and is heading back to the Cleveland Cavaliers for a final run of maybe going to the NBA Finals with this Cav- Cavs roster once again. I don't know about all that. They'll be cool. They'll be cool. They'll be a potential second round. I just don't know how much value Tristan Thompson can bring to it. They didn't have a center last year, though, the backup center. That's what that's what mm-hmm. made them lose against the Knicks is because they have so much depth. I know, but Tristan position. Thompson in 2023 Oh, he played really good against the Nuggets. Is yeah. not the answer. He played really good against Jokic. He barely played. Yeah, but, whenever, but he but – he, 
the points that he was making on television about you know how he was doing everything to guard him to stop him I, I like what he had to say and he I like the way that he, he was I like the way that he was guarding him he is a good that's the only value he brings to the team is you know 10 minutes per game and play defense they and don't need leadership. him to do nothing else mm -hmm. his leadership yeah I mean he's just Iguodala to this team I, th I find it so funny because Danny Green did the same thing Tristan Thompson did the same thing I believe Iguodala may even have done it for a little bit guys that are getting really old in their career but have a personality to be on TV. They're getting opportunities on things like NBA Today, ESPN, pregame for mm -hmm. those national games. There's guys that are doing that, Tristan Thompson being a prime example. He was on NBA Today for like half the season last year. Draymond Green. Jefferson, yeah. And then he's, well, Draymond Green knocks. He's still like, he's still playing consistently. Yeah, he, he shows up on TV a bunch though. The point I'm making is like guys like Tristan Thompson who are out of a job, still looking for a job, they have these major roles for like these TV shows and they just pop up on a court. I just find it funny. That that's where we are in today's media where NBA players, old heads like Danny Green, Tristan Thompson, the last couple years of their career are just trying to attach to one more finals run. That's really what I think they're doing. Ring chasing. Which I don't think the Cavs have a better chance than Ring the Ring chasing? <laughs> I mean, Tristan Thompson, he knows that the Cavs are a good team. But they're not. I don't know if they're a contending team, no, but no. I mean, they they're starting five works. I really like. I mean, Darius they Garland. Need a huge jump from Mobley. Donovan Mitchell. Mobley's going to need a He'll big He'll have jump. to be the best, the second or third best power forward in the league for them to go to the conference finals. Ooh. I don't, they don't need that. They got Donovan Mitchell. Dar Darius Garland's a top. Jared ten. Allen. He's, top, he's French top 10. Top he's 10 not point top guard. 10. Donovan Mitchell's a top five shooting guard. Yeah, I, I agree, Wade. but I think. Their small forward, Okoro. He's a great, he's a great, a great defender. defender. He plays his role, and he's developing a really good jump shot. But Mobley is going to have to be a top five power forward. There's no way around that. Or he'll have to be the deep boy, one mm -hmm. of the two. I mean, and, and I if they want to have boy. success. But the East is really, I mean, it's just, as of right now, it's tight with how they want to, you know, who, who wants to get to the conference finals. Because, I mean, we saw last year, like, the most unlikely scenario that we've ever seen since the – the Rockets made it to the championship in 1993 when they were the eighth seed in the playoffs. So, mm -hmm. what's your take on who's coming out of the East right now? As of right this second, probably the Celtics are a lock, and if everything works out for the Bucks, the Bucks. How about you, Jamie? <sighs> that's tough. I think I would have to go with the Celtics too. Uh, just with that Porzingis edition, that's a big deal. You lose Smart, but it's not the end of the world. You Porzingis, yeah. Porzingis is a big deal. He's he's really going to protect the rim alongside Time Lord. Him and Robert Williams are going to be the best defensive duo in the league, and then by far, uh, I think I have to go with the Bucks too. I mean, I had Giannis as my MVP pick, and I think he he's out for blood. He had a phenomenal year last year and didn't really get a ton of recognition for it because of Embiid. And, well, and a lot of people argue. First round too. Yeah, that too. But I, I heard a lot of people argue you know, last year was Giannis's best season. I'm not sure how valid that is. I would have to look at it. But he had a great year, MVP candidate, and didn't really get talked about. So I think he'll be back for blood, and he makes it out of the East with the Celtics. This is their last year to contend. Yeah, the Bucks with the core. You know, obviously mm -hmm. you can, you can make some sort of moves to get, to get some people out. But as far as Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, their timeline is up as far yeah, as being I high level, competent, you know, second and third stars of, of an NBA championship team. I completely agree because Giannis, no, he is not young anymore, but he's only like in his late 20s. He's only 28. Yeah. He's got another four or five years of great basketball. He could have longer. Look at like LeBron and KD. I just, the way he plays. Yeah, but he, but LeBron played just like that when he was 28. He didn't really have a jump shot. Yeah. Obviously, LeBron had a better jump shot and, you know, had at this point of his career that Giannis had two championships 
Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I I do think that he he's got two or three more championships in him. Giannis. Giannis. I just think he needs to find that new wave of his supporting cast. Because I completely agree. Drew Holiday is probably is probably the most consistent, still playing at All Star level. Surprised last year, but he was an All Star. Chris Middleton though. Oh yeah. He's, he's fallen off. Last year. He was off the court more than he was on the court, recovering from injury after injury. Could never find the rhythm he once had. Brooke Lopez is old. Mm-hmm. Brooke oh, Lopez is old, but he still has some game in him. I'm just concerned about Middleton and Lopez, like you just said. I think Middleton, I don't know if he's ever going to get back to that all-star I level. would just put them, I would run them on the bench and, and try to make You're some You're paying trade. them too much to pay, get a bench. I mean, Brooke Lopez, yeah. But, I mean, Chris Middleton, he'll, his jersey will be in the rafters one day. I don't know. He's no. Oh, star. he's been in there too long, and yeah. he was an all-star, three-time all-star. Yeah, but uh, he's not gonna get. No, he he'll, he him, Holiday, and Giannis, all three of their jerseys. Yeah, will be in yeah. The throw Brook Lopez. They all won the championship. Yeah, but just because yeah, the Bucks a, don't have a ton of history, they got room up there. That's Kareem. Well, yeah, Kareem. What Sidney Moncrief? Yeah, Oscar Sydney, Robertson. Yeah, Sidney Moncrief's jersey is up there than, yeah. than Chris Middleton's jersey. I just think this off-season the Bucks had a choice, and I think they made the wrong choice sticking with what they got. Oh, but they couldn't have traded. Oh, well, they did re-sign Chris Middleton. Yeah, they added. They did a four-year, $100 million extension, kind of a, a pay cut for what he was making before. I'm all cool with that. It was a team-friendly extension. Brooke Lopez, though, I think they should have tried to get some value for him. I don't think they should have let him walk to Houston because he almost did, but I think they should have tried to do a sign-and-trade or something and yeah. try to get something back. They're just an aging team. They definitely need some youth. Because Giannis is still hit in his prime, but everyone around him that's another star, there's yeah. too old. Because Grayson Allen's any, not cutting it. If they don't make any moves, he'll be gone. He's like, he'll uh, leave. Future Sacramento Kings. Giannis will not. <laughs> he'll if he leaves, I'm. He'll be, he's going to go to a big go market. Bulls. I'm pretty certain. I think it'll be the Bulls go. too. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. Imagine if Lonzo was healthy. Watching Lonzo and Giannis. As we actually, we have never talked about Lonzo. So. That would be disgusting. What do you think about Lonzo, Nick? Do you think he'll ever I play like again? him a lot more than I used to. Do you think he'll ever play again? Though? Yes, I yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll be back. Fine. He is the only athlete ever trying to recover from this surgery. He's not coming. He's going to be, be the first right. athlete be- he ever won't, but he to won't come be as back. Good. No, he won't be as good, but he'll be a solid playmaker off the bench. He'll turn into kind of what Rajon Rondo was the last five years. I don't know, man. And that's still cool. I forget the exact name, but it's some transplant where they're taking cartilage. He got from his money somewhere else. Yeah, he got oh his, yeah, he got yeah. a bag. And in the NBA, it's all guaranteed unless you're KPJ. Yep. But I don't think Lonzo ever plays again. And the whole, what's your take on the whole Stephen A. Smith thing, where he was getting up from a chair? My whole take is, who cares? Yeah. Everyone can get up on one leg. If you're young enough, on chair surgery or not, that doesn't show anything. Can you cut on a basketball court? There's a Lonzo Ball knows cutting on a basketball court, doing all that athletic stuff that none of us can do at a level of Lonzo Ball is completely different because we all right now could get up off a chair with one leg. That was just stupid. And beat Lonzo one on one, yeah. No, <laughs> he, he'd still beat us one on one. No, Lonzo would dog us. Maybe he, not me, but he would dog y'all. Yeah, right. He he would still beat us one on one. What is one player, before we close the show for today, what is one player, like bench player, you're looking forward to the most this year that you think might be able to come into a starting role? Oh, come into a starting role. Okay. Um, yeah, not not like some rando. That I, okay. Well, it can't be a guy that I dislike. I'm just trying to like create some like final discussion here before we close it off. What is one player? All right, I'll give two answers then. Okay, go ahead. Uh, one p- bench player I'm really looking forward to watching this year is... Uh, Wow. Uh, oh, Kenyon Martin Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. And then just a guy off the bench. Why? Or, 
why can't why can't why oh just I mean I just I really want to see how he fits into the Clippers system as far as he's a really good shooter he plays really good defense he he's just a high level role player who never had a solidified role on the Rockets team and I think that now that he's in a support system that had his dad there already so they are kind of used to having they have Blake Griffin too so they know how to play with lob threats you you pair him up with Terrence Mann off the bench who's a really good playmaker and then that's you know that's a, a really good one-two punch off the bench and you also have Bones Highland, you have uh, Mason Plumley, you know, like one of the best centers in the NBA, Mason Plumley. Um, yeah, and then yeah, I mean, I just, I, I'm really, I really want to see what they do with that. And then the other question is, what is one bench player right now that you think might take a huge jump up, like Austin Reeves did last year? Jaden McDaniels, bench to a star. Yeah, Jaden McDaniels. It'll be Jaden McDaniels. He's, he's so he's good. Have a huge. Him he's and so good. him and Anthony Edwards are gonna take probably the two biggest. It'll them. Jaden McDaniels is. I'm not going to say uh, – uh, yeah, okay. I think he'll be one of the contestants for the most improved player of the year. Really? Jump from, like, 12 to 17 points per game. Really? Even he's with so Even st- battling points with Cat and Ant and Mike Conley. He's Mike a shot down defender. Mike Conley is not going to be too concerned with scoring the ball. He knows no. what his role is on this but team. But still, you're still battling points. Playmake. But you're still battling for those points. Oh, but but here's – but, like, Jaden McDaniels, he's a spotter. He's the best shooter on the team. As far as catch and shoot, he's the best catch and shoot shoot player on the team. He's six foot ten. He plays small forward. He's probably the best def- perimeter defender on the team, besides Kyle Anderson. I mean, yeah, I just think that as far as all that goes, is gonna he's gonna play a really big role, and he's gonna get if not maybe not seventeen, at least sixteen points per game. How about you, Jamie? I think one bench player I'm excited to see this year. Um, I mean, I'm just I'm kind of just looking at the Kings. I'm really excited to see what Chris Duarte does. Uh, Got him from the Pacers. Yeah, bringing him in from the Pacers. He's uh, he's only 26, so he has a lot of time. He's a phenomenal shooter. Uh, he plays that guard forward position, so I'm excited to see what he could do. Maybe bop down Harrison Barnes from that starting rotation. I'm not sure what or how much that would take because I guess they just love Harrison Barnes out in Sacramento. He's that vet, and they just love starting him. Um, but I think Chris Duarte is a real shot. He's a great, great shooter that spaces the floor. I think him alongside Kevin Herter on that starting lineup would be pretty nice. But another guy I'm excited to see on the Sacramento Kings is Sasha Vasenkov. He was the uh, overseas MVP last year. We just brought him in as a forward, six foot nine, 225 pounds. I mean, he's just an experimental guy. He's a good shooter. I want to see what he could do. I'm not sure. I don't really know much about his game. I just want to see how he could play in an NBA format rather than overseas. Yeah. And the random moments of Jamie bringing up the most obscure names on planet yes. Earth are back, everyone. Absolutely. If you're with us last year. Jamie loves to just, how do I put this? Just bring up the most random guys <laughs> and just try to like create a discussion about it. And that was the first one of the year. Yeah, that's why I'm good at hoop grids. That Sasha Vizenkov, everybody. That is true. That is true. He's going to be a stud. And uh, I'm very, very certain that is all we have for you guys today. Thank you all for tuning in to WVUA 90.7 FM and the Full Court Press Podcast. Again, to stay up to date, follow us on Instagram at Podcast underscore UA. Always answer those questions of the day, y'all. Spread them to your friends. We're trying to get them popular. See y'all next week. Peace. See y'all. WVUA-FM, Tuscaloosa.